All right, welcome back, Vault Dwellers. We are here for the first episode of our new mini arcs, because if you recall, we did split the party. Up first today is Mr. Roddy. Ooh-wee! As another added bonus, we have a special guest here with us today. Uh, Recording this episode is Adam. Adam's going to join us for this one, and I I believe you brought something kind of cool. Hopefully we'll get to see. I think it'll be fun. Actually, Adam, this is not your first appearance on TAV, is it? Technically, it is not, no. What, uh-huh. what was it? What is your first appearance? I'm your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> That's such a great way to phrase it. Uh, that, is, that is not 100% a joke, because I am your, <laughs> wait, I am your biological father voice, and I am also <laughs> the original Alder voice, I believe. No, uh, Admiral James Billet Smiley. Yeah, there we go. Uh, first Admiral of the Golden Fleet. Yep. Yeah, that was for the... Uh, I forgot you're also, you're also <laughs> the elf dad. No, you yeah. <laughs> At the very beginning, there's the... Um, so I am your daddy. <laughs> Touche. Don't you forget. And I am ashamed of you. <laughs> this is the Adventurer's Vault. Follow our epic journeys and hear amazing tales. Join our heroes as they bravely face grave dangers and mysterious evils in distant and unknown lands. Be sure to visit our website, theadventurersvault.com, for episodes, links, and show notes. Music and sounds provided by Sirenscape. And now, it's time to open the Adventurer's Vault. All right. Well, if you recall, I believe that uh, Roddy and Haytham were on the Broken Lance heading back towards Faradon. Uh, Haytham is going to be let off in kind of the northern reaches because uh, he knows Gronganok is there. But Roddy... You don't know exactly where you need to be, but you know that it is somewhere towards that eastern side of Faradon. And you're hoping that maybe you'll get some more guidance as you get closer. And it does take a couple of days, although it is not very far uh, across there. That is not a huge swath of ocean. The winds are mostly easterly, so you kind of have to tack back and forth to head north. But it's not exactly rough sailing. And once again, it always seems to be very calm lately uh, for the Broken Lands. Not a lot going on. You do as you get not too far from Faradon, uh, you eventually see a sail hull down. And, uh, you know, whoever is uh, the lookout yells the sail ho. And uh, Lena comes on board and pretty much orders to get closer to see how it's going. And you very quickly realize it is a merchantman that seems to be, it's pretty low in the water, so it's obviously laden. Uh, and as you do get close enough, you recognize on um, the, the colors that this belongs to the Moon Mall Trading Consortium, who I believe Roddy's familiar with. Uh, they have a local agent in Port Hallback. Remember Jacques Dar? Jacques Dar? Uh, but this is a ship with that that trading company. And, uh, you know, Lena gets close enough to, to come alongside, uh, maybe to exchange a few pieces of information. Smitty, oyster sails. We're taking it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Raise the black flag. <laughs> uh, fortunately, everything goes nice and calm and smoothly. As you come alongside, um, Lena has met this captain before not they're not i wouldn't say they're friends but she's met this person before uh so she offers to have them over for dinner which isn't uncommon out at sea with a a friendly ship so they're they're going to have dinner and you know the crews kind of mingle and exchange information uh as well as you know maybe a few goods here and there and uh that's what that's what's happening so you have have a few moments before dinner while it's being prepared 
oddly enough, there's like a selection of things that like, you know, our initial deal with Joktar was he would try to find stuff in the world that he thought we would like. Uh, and then there's a couple selections for Roddy. Um, so after a little bit of barding, bartering, um, Roddy comes back on deck and he's got a, like a, a very nice sailor's cloak. Um, it's like one of those old, like, uh, like British ones where it's got like the, like a long jacket with the hood, but it's also got like that half cloak on the back. Um, very nice style with like uh, a very filigree kraken on the back with a, a very fine pair of boots. Also with like uh, a lot of filigree, almost like a little too pretentious for Roddy. Um, but they are both giving off magical vibes. Um, and Roddy is now wearing uh, a very stylized cloak and boots of elven kind. Fitting. And indeed, you know, other goods are exchanged. Uh, you very quickly find out, as the crew does, that this merchantman was heading for Port Holbeck laden with goods, uh, which a lot of it is kind of geared for war. Not everything, obviously. Uh, they know that there is a market there for it. They were pretty nervous, especially when they saw you, because they know these are very dangerous waters, not for the water itself, but for the um, pirate war that had still been going on in the area. Uh, but they do mention that they hadn't come across any ships, which they were happy for, but also surprised by uh, at this point. And the crews kind of have a little gathering, and I don't want to say a party, but, you know, they break out a little extra grog, maybe a little rum, and uh, there's some singing going on on deck as uh, Captain Lena has dinner with Captain Vaga who, uh, once again, is just a... He's a member of the Consortium, somebody she had met once before. Roddy, you're invited to dinner. Mm. Um, there's a lot of back and forth as far as just general discussion. Uh, Vagath does say that he knows that they, there have been some very serious battles with the pirate fleets recently, but he doesn't know exactly what the, the disposition was of those battles. He knows that there have been reports of uh, heavy fighting, uh, and things have kind of calmed down a little bit since then. That was they're hoping to slip through uh, before anything, you know, recontinues. Uh, but they, he doesn't know much beyond that. He doesn't know who won what battles or uh, what, what ended up happening. He just knows that there was a lot going on recently. Uh, he does mention that there's been a lot of calls for equipment at Port Hallback. They seem to be collecting gear. Uh, and this has actually been, been ordered by several people. And they mention a few names that you might recognize. Uh, he also mentions that uh, he has more than a few passengers on board who are making their way to Port Hallback as well. Um, the Moon Moth Trading Consortium actually has been doing quite a bit of that lately. But other than that, dinner's just pretty uh, benign. Uh, a lot of a lot of talk and even some laughter, and things are just fairly normal. Uh, is is Haytham still on board, or is he? Uh, yes, Haytham would still be on board, so he would okay. actually be um, at dinner here. Um, however, since this is the Roddy story, we're going to focus. We'll focus on Roddy. Cool. Fuck off, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to play two characters. <laughs> Greedy bitch. But I couldn't. You know, beat him up and throw him, the, throw him in the lower deck. There is a way to, to play two characters in an episode. <laughs> I've got my backup. <laughs> Don't you worry. <laughs> so dinner is going along. And, you know, the way this works, the two ships drop sail. Uh, they clue together, meaning they just kind of throw some ropes back and forth. And you essentially, at this point, you're just floating, especially since the, the seas are calm. Um, and then when you guys separate, you'll, you know, take position and sail. But right now, the ships are just kind of floating like aimlessly out in the middle of the ocean, whatever way the winds and the current are just kind of pushing the, the ships. So there is movement, but not a lot. And as this happens, dinner is going on. Uh, the, the captain, 
uh, Captain Vargas just kind of told a funny story and, and people are laughing and even Roddy was kind of, you know, over off the side chuckling to himself. When you get that just kind of sensation that you've got before that almost, it's almost like a calling. You know, you need to be near water. Something is happening. Mm-hmm. It's a little different uh, than one that you've had before. Um, and you're not quite certain, but you feel like you need to just, you, you need to go investigate this. So, like, Roddy, um, just kind of excuses himself, goes, uh, up to the deck and, like, just hops over the side, like, literally just bolts, uh, and drops down and, uh, like, catches himself kind of, like, near the end. Like, because there's always, like, rigging and ropes on the side of the ship and literally just puts his hand in the water. Like, he has spent many hours at this point literally just, like, touching water as ships sail, trying to commune with Raja to, like, develop that level of, of communication understanding. And once again, when you get to the water, you feel that kind of extra connection. It mm-hmm. always it always feels nice to you, comforting. Uh, and, you know, you've kind of explored this idea where you can, you know, stretch out and feel what's going on around you in many ways. That doesn't happen this time. Mm-hmm. When you reach down, you touch the water, there is an immediate connection. Not with something very far and distant and wide. It is something very specific. You are over, directly over something very powerful, very connected. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a laser beam. You just feel it and sense it to the point where it's almost strong enough for you that it's just blotting out most everything else. It doesn't overpower you, but it just gives you that immediate connection. So like Roddy kind of like like snaps into a vision. Um, and it's a very familiar setting uh, where he like kind of blinks. And it, it looks like he's back in Faradun. Um, and he looks and there's like elves running around a peaceful village. And from what Roddy remembers, this is his home village. Um, and he sees his parents talking. And it's that scene, literally, where his mom's like, yeah, I decided their names last night. Um, and this is, like, something Roddy hasn't seen before. Obviously, he can't remember because he wasn't there. But he says, yeah, uh, I, I named him, um, well, the, the older one is Isrek. Um, the storm. Because of the night they were born, it was so stormy. Um, and then the younger one is Krask. Um, because he, he fought like a Kraken to stay in the womb. It's like, you named him Storm and Kraken? All right. Um, and then Roddy hears that scream as the black shields come. And, and like, the, the vision kind of like, I don't know if it's because he's not at peace anymore or the vision jars him awake, but he, 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 he snaps out of the vision. And he's like, <laughs> I, kn- I know my name. I know. I know my name. And there's that moment after you finally start to calm down and you regain your senses a little bit. You know what it is that you sensed below. Mm -hmm. You know what brought about this connection. The source is directly beneath you about about 20-some fathoms. Yeah. You are directly over whatever it is or wherever it is. Um, is Is this a presence Roddy has talked to before? You don't sense it as necessarily a presence at mm-hmm. this point. You feel the power. You feel the pull. Yeah. But it, it, it's there. You know it's down there. You're, the boats are pretty much directly over it at this moment. Uh, Roddy goes for a swim. Okay. I mean, you can uh, jump, jump in the water easy enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 20 fathoms. I get. That's a lot. Um, but, you know, I, I think he's hoping that, like, you know, I'm the avatar of Raja. Like, at some point, breathing underwater... Hopefully, it just kind of kicks in. <laughs> no, I, I, I need to. Um, sorry, I need to retcon that because I didn't have. I wasn't scrolled down long enough, and I, I said the wrong number. Um, 
So we'll say, we'll say it's min, well, Sorry, we'll say it's many fathoms below. It is many, many, many fathoms below. Okay. So, so Roddy um, just like hops in the water and starts swimming down. You know, it, it doesn't matter how far down. He, he by now he he thinks like Roger's going to take care of him. It doesn't matter how long he's underwater. He thinks, you know, as the avatar of Raja, it won't matter. But it, time to test it, I guess. It, you feel like maybe you could make it, but you don't think. You don't think you're strong enough to get there by yourself yet. Yeah. It, th whatever this is, is deep down below. Mm -hmm. um, to the point where you're pretty certain that you can't see it. If it's far below. Uh, you only know it by sense. Yeah. So you get down part of the ways, and you you just kind of feel like you're missing something. That maybe, you know, you're not going to be able to swim directly to it. But I'm just going to, like, right, I'm just going to try to reach out to it, though. Like, even if I can't get to it, like... We're both in the water now, and you know he's reached out before to things, so he he reaches out to the presence. You feel the the, the presence; it's there. Yeah. It, but at this point, it's more like a beacon, mm -hmm. and you know that there's more power there than just the source. There's something else there, but you know the source is there, so you can just feel this. But the source almost creates a beacon for you. Yeah. That you know, if you could swim that far, you could swim straight to it. Mm -hmm. You just don't think you can actually swim that far. Um. So Roddy knows it's there, but he can't get to it. Um, he's going to reach out then elsewhere and just try to bring something that would help him. It takes you a while, but if you sense around, um, and when you kind of start making these connections and sense what's there, you, you, the sensations are different. You know, some creatures you can sense them, but they're difficult, difficult to influence because, well, they're just not really smart. You know, they're, they're basic just fish. Mm -hmm. it, you know, it, if they can't hold that thought in their head, you can't give them much more than a thought in their head. Um, some of the smarter animals you can manipulate. Now, some of them are very strong and powerful where you think it actually be difficult because they are intelligent. And you remember that with the, the Kraken you, you kind of met. You don't know how much influence you directly had over it. Um, but as you reach out, you finally take a little while and you, you come across a likely suspect that is within range. Uh, it's actually just a large whale, a very large blue whale, a very calm, mostly docile animal. Uh, but you realize he could make it deep enough and he could carry you and maybe even several other people with you. Because one of the things you do sense there is you do also sense danger. Yeah. Also, depressingly, I just realized I'm now Aquaman. <laughs> There's nothing depressing about that. Aquaman's a badass. There are some very badass Aquaman arcs. Um, so we're going to try not to be the deep today. <laughs> 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 to date the episode a little bit. Um, so Roddy will return to the surface, though. Um, although there's some logistics here, Roddy isn't totally sure how he's going to fix. Because um, at this point, I think I can breathe underwater. I'm not totally sure how he thinks he could get some other people to breathe underwater. So, like, you come up to the surface. Yeah. And, you know, the the people were looking over the rail. They know who you are, especially mm -hmm. at the Broken Lands. They're, oh, Roddy's up to something. Let's yeah. see what it is. And there, so there's a lot of people peering over the rail when you pop back up. Yeah. Um, they're almost, like, they're happy to see you, but they're almost disappointed because they're like, well, we wanted something far more dramatic. We were hoping he was going to die. Yep. Something uh, <laughs> something crazy. He's a cruel lieutenant. <laughs> So as as you go over to the side chain and you know you're gonna somebody throws you a little rope ladder and you start to, to crawl your way up, right about then they get what they were looking for when as this whale just surfaces right next to the boat. The blue whales are big. Yeah, so he's bigger than the boat. Um, now he seems calm and docile, but even there is that moment where everybody just oohs and ahs over how cool that is, especially when they realize that it's probably there um, for you. 
So there's that moment when you're kind of halfway up the side of the boat and the, bales, the whale's kind of floating there next to you. You look over the whale and you, you can kind of sense its thoughts. Yeah. It's not a complicated animal. Right. Um, but you have that little bit of a, of a communion with it. And he looks at you and basically says, are you ready? And once again, he doesn't say it out loud. Yeah. You hear it. Yeah. Um, and as he does, he just opens his mouth wide. Um, so, like, Riley, like, kind of looks over the whale and, like, sends it, like, it's just a, a, a message in his head, like, wait. And then he looks at the crew and he's like, right, some of you know me. Some of you know my mission. Some of you don't know me. So just for those who don't, my name is Roddy. I'm the avatar of a of a god that's coming back to life named Raja, master of the oceans. I'm his avatar. Um, below us is my mission. It's a source of power I need to reclaim. Uh, we are at war with evil cultist forces. I can't offer you anything other than this is the right call. I need volunteers to hop in that whale's mouth and come with me. And, and there is that moment <laughs> where everybody's like, wait, what? Um, um, so everybody's kind of, you know, there's a lot of people looking at each other, uh, looking at you. Uh, but after a moment, a couple of people do do step forward. Uh, you see a small creature shamble up, uh, dressed in rags, uh, that it basically appears to be a large rat folk. Uh, has gray, white, wispy hair that's almost translucent. And as he shambles up, he just goes, Silvis has heard the call. Now, are you, uh, were you a member of the Broken Lance? Or are you from the Moon Moth ship? Uh, Broken Lance. I would have. I would have been almost like a okay. medic for Miss Alina. Okay, Catlin. So Roddy like nods because you know you, I'm sure we've at least talked a little bit at some point. There's a chance you would have seen me. Yeah. Wherever. All right, and then another person steps up. Hello, your name is Roddy. Yes, yeah, uh, that's it. I believe you saw me when you came in to get the food. I. I don't much care for the food and the talking of the people, but I could tell that you like to. Uh, Let's say, uh, have conversations with steel between men, yes? That's a conversation I've often had. Yeah, I do like this. Now, you want, want me to go in the whale? Yeah, we're going to hop into whale's mouth, and then we're going to go down. And I, I promise it's going to work out. Well, cannot lie, this is probably going to be the craziest thing I have done, but I love it. It's definitely going to be a story you can tell your kids one day. Uh, well, hopefully. And then a third person steps up. Uh, so before he steps up, you, uh, we see a, a figure clad in uh, leather armor. Uh, looks like it's made for survival. Uh, cloak, almost like a poncho with a hood. Uh, he takes a, uh, takes a compass, a wayfinder compass out, flips it open, uh, and casts guidance on himself with it, uh, and says a prayer uh, to uh, Nariah, asking her, if this is the reason that he is on this ship. Uh, and he steps forward and approaches Roddy. And when you do that, by the way, the compass, you know, which normally finds north or, or where you want it to point, uh, as you as that happens, it spins almost uncontrollably. Mm. As though it can't find a direction, uh, which if you take the compass then and you tilt it, it points down. Ooh. So the... the figure walks up, you see on his back a uh, 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 oak branch with, uh, what time of year is it actually? 
That's a good question. <laughs> what yeah. season? I, I stumped him on that one. I keep forgetting where we are in the season, but I believe we are in uh, getting close to fall. Okay. So the leaves have not quite turned color, but they are, the leaves on the branch are turning color uh, as if to mirror the season. Uh, it's like a li- almost like a living oak branch. He's got a sprig of mistletoe uh, and a knuckle dagger on his belt. Uh, he steps forward and takes uh, his hood back, and you see an orc uh, who uh, kind of twitch. Grunts, <laughs> uh, he grunts and he, he says, Nariah, spoken. I will come with you. All, all right. <laughs> what happens below the sea stays below the sea. <laughs> Also, you in the back, swarthy Muslim guy that's here for no reason. You also got to come. <laughs> Some guy that sounds like Antonio Banderas. He's like, I am the 13th lawyer. <laughs> well, you, you seem to have some volunteers. You've got uh, three very uh, in- interested volunteers. And you look at the edge. And as you go back to the edge of the ship, the whale kind of looks at you again and opens his mouth again. Uh, so there you are. Do you, uh, you go ahead and, Roddy, you go first? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, no hesitation, like, steps up on the railing, steps into the water, just strays aboard right in and swims into the whale's mouth. How, and and so it works. How, how far would we need to swim to get to that whale's Feet. mouth? Oh, okay. I mean, he's pretty much right alongside the boat. Oh, okay. Do you need some help getting to the whale? No. <laughs> so, so Silvis literally just walks down the side of the ship. Awesome. On, on the side of it, just walks down and then hops in the whale's mouth. So awesome. Turn out like he kind of smirks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he, has, he has like a, a somewhat transparent, like a really thin fabric covering his eyes. Turnout. I am the knight. <laughs> uh, so you guys all make your way into the whale's mouth. And he is doing where he's kind of mm-hmm. dipped into the water so you can kind of just swim straight in. But there's really only like two feet of water in his mouth. Um, and as you do that, he kind of flexes his muscles and closes his mouth and shoots the rest of the water out. Um, so when that happens, a couple of things occur. Uh, number one, all your light goes away, what little there was, because you're now inside the whale's mouth. Um, and while all the, all the water's gone, it is super moist in here. It's kind of got that warm, <laughs> damp, moisty feeling. And you're, you're sitting on what is basically his big tongue. So it's kind of weird and squishy, very awkward feeling. And then after a moment, you feel that pressure change in your eardrums and that momentum change. and You kind of tilt, and then you feel the whale take off. It's not super fast, but it is enough that, uh, you know, you guys kind of slide around a little on that, that slippery, wet, moist tongue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you seem to have a moment. Um, Say moist again, Rich. <laughs> moist. Uh, does anybody, uh, have, anybody have light or something you can cast? G- I, I do. Uh, this is my obligatory moment to remind you I have dark vision. <laughs> I hey, should, I weird. should tell you I have dark vision. Hey, <laughs> every game. Well, anyone else? A- a- no. Every game ever. GM, I have dark vision. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We got. It. You got dark vision. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I use this chance to scuttle somewhere suitably creepy to scare someone when the light comes on. <laughs> I, I cast light on the uh, the verdant staff in my hand, and we all hiss away like. <laughs> Uh, you, you think you have a few moments as the whale goes deeper underwater because he doesn't dive straight down. Yeah. He's kind of almost doing a, a lazy spiral down. So you got a couple minutes if you want to get to know your volunteers a little better. Right, he grabs like some silica on the side of the whale's mouth or something just to steady himself, like that real moist flesh. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys can look down his gullet and you yeah. see that kind of throat just kind of undulating a little bit. He's not, trying, he's not trying to eat you, but you see, you can see that he's keeping his throat closed on purpose. You get a fistful <laughs> of baleen. 
<laughs> you gotta, gotta love me touching something that's undulating. Not gonna lie, this is getting off to a much different start than I thought. <laughs> right, uh, well, I, I introduced myself, but let's let's meet you guys a little bit, I guess. What about you, friend? And he looks over at Gavin's character. Okay. This will be very apparent to Roddy as he has met a Shirian before. Mm -hmm. This guy is wearing very similar armor style. They're both, it's studded leather, which is very much not what a Shirian would have wore, but there's a lot of like brass buckles and things like that. And even has a necklace similar to um, a Shirian's, but it only has one tag on it. Mm -hmm. And unlike a Shirian, this guy is up to wearing a duelist's cape. Mm. And instead of wearing a helmet with a hood, he just wears a, a leather hat that has the one left side tilted up so that it's at the pinned against. Kind of that, uh, like, uh, musketeer rock and tour yes, kind of thing. Kind yeah. of like that style. Uh, hello, I. So you, uh, you said you were Roddy, yes? This yeah. is the, um, I've heard of the captain, yes? Were you a lieutenant? I was a first lieutenant for a couple of navies, actually. But that would explain a lot of questions I had. Well, that, uh, that, uh. Well, hello, I am Jean Bar. Nice to meet you, Jean Bar. Uh, I come from Urencia, yes? Uh, I kind of had a feeling. I, we, are you a ranger by any chance? Yes, as a matter of fact. I know a guy like you. Oh, is he from Condiso, yes? I believe so. Ah, that's good. Right, I think so, right? Yeah, Condiso and Ranger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The fuck are you looking at us? <laughs> Isn't that right, Adam? I'll listen to this podcast. No, sir. <laughs> no? No, no those, okay. those two have been warring with each other for a hundred years. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Roddy's not good at history. Well, uh, you know, a, a good friend of mine is has been with me through a lot of fights, so, you know, it's good to have another ranger at my side. Pleasure uh, to meet you. The Orc Man, yes? Those are contradictory terms, but all right. There's, there's Orc Man, <laughs> yeah? Silver Snickers from the corner. <laughs> so, uh... uh I, I see you, you come from, uh, you come from Caliban, yes? Yeah. Uh, yeah. This this explains why this is going so south. <laughs> so so Tarnock like takes a moment to pause and kind of kind of sizes Roddy up a little bit. I would like to roll some kind of insight. Perception. Uh, yeah. You want to do a perception? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just. Uh, oh, that's. That'd be a twenty-three. Uh, uh, what are you looking for? I am looking to see like his demeanor, his reaction. Oh. You can tell that he is a little uncomfortable with you. He hasn't quite, uh, you know, he doesn't quite sneer at you, but you notice the twitch when you revealed yourself yeah. as an orc. And also, like, since out of character, you know, like in character, can I tell? I probably could glean he's a martial character, has a soldier's yeah, back, he, background. Yeah, he, he appears a, the swarthy fighter. Well, yeah, I mean, the sword, the shield, yeah. you know. The, yeah, those wouldn't have taken much of a role. Uh, nor would have the, uh, he's not entirely yeah. comfortable. He's oddly more accepting of the rat folk than he is of you. Interesting. I mean, I carry like four weapons, so yeah, I mean, like, yeah, for sure. So, so Tarnock takes that moment to pause and kind of, kind of sizes Roddy up. He says, you can call me Tarnock if you would like. Thank you. And like, Roddy, like, starts to say a word, is like, kind of like, catches his throat, like, Thank you for coming, Tarnock. Don't worry, I've seen him on. I've seen him on the ship. He's one of the good ones. Kind of grins a little bit. He's like, also, wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost snuck that one in there. 
<laughs> I think like a little casual racism to bring the conversation to a close. I, uh, he, he kind of, uh, he kind of grins a little bit. You choke on those words a little bit, don't you? Got a long history with orcs. It's nothing personal, friend. But an elf could hold a grudge so long. Uh-huh. We are very good at doing that, as a matter of fact. Are you an elf? Yes. Oh. <laughs> that that I think that kind of went under yeah, the radar there. I, think, I, 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 <laughs> I didn't see you as being an elf either. Under the radar for a while. Yeah, it's so strange. Are you out? full elf or half elf? Are you out? half elf? But I have elf race, so I actually appear almost identical are, to an elf. What out. a weird fucking build. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, well, so that kind of changes the dynamic a little bit because I sorry, I forgot to mention that I've Rod- been screwing this up. Roddy, like, uh, you know, hasn't really seen an elf for a long time, like. I mean, there was that one time in Oakcraft. Yeah, I got no clue if that guy. I got no clue if that guy's alive or dead now. So you guys are having this pleasant little conversation uh, as the the whale spirals itself further and further down. Does Adam introduce himself, or does he? Does this rat fellow just like chill in the corner? I think it would be better if he does not introduce himself. Silvis will say what you want, Silvis. Too. I am here as Mother Wills. <laughs> oh, that's not it, at all. Uh, who? Uh, I'm gonna say like we've talked, but probably not at length. So Ryan's gonna be like, your mother. Yes. Uh, who would that be? Mother. Your mother. Mother. Yes. Uh, uh, she is of the sea. Is she here with us right now? <laughs> <laughs> I am. I do as she wills. Well, it is just a pleasure to have you along, too. Thank you. For- he he starts, uh, like, walking around and basically, like, like he grabbed, like, the back of someone's leg and, like, check. Like, he's basically, like, checking you guys, like, kind of like a, like a physician. Like, does anybody have anything going on? <laughs> like, sizing you guys up, making sure there's anything he needs to be aware of. I do not. But li- doesn't ask anybody, like, hey, you all right, if I poke at you, he just starts doing it. Yeah. I do not like the uh, small gremlin creature that we have here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless you've got like a, like a psychiatrist degree, they're pretty good right now at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are pretty deep into these awkward moments and uh, <laughs> and conversations when the whale comes to a halt. And Roddy, you know that whatever it is that you have been sensing is right out in front of the whale. Yeah. And the whale, once again, he doesn't really speak so much as you kind of feel that question of should he open his mouth? Because you know and he knows that you guys are deep, deep underwater. Mm-hmm. So as soon as he opens his mouth, the water's going to rush in. But wherever it is you need to be, he feels you're there and you feel you're there. Rob, so get it around. Um, we? I, I don't totally know what's going to happen next, but like Roddy holds out his hands and is like, let's circle up. Don't bop. Hmm? Alright. <laughs> Listen, I'm about to tell a whale to open his mouth underwater. Silvis is ready. Alright. Oh, this will be fun. So And it's pretty uh, much just what you expect. The whale tries to like ease the water in a little bit, but mm-hmm. at, at this deep the pressure, the water just rushes in. Yeah. Would this be a good time to mention I have water breathing prepared? <laughs> I mean if you want to cast it real quick before you can. It takes a minute. I can target up to five creatures. Um, that's up to you. Let's put it that way. Cast water breathing on the whale. I legitimately <laughs> was going to say all four of us and the whale. <laughs> You're welcome, whale. It's like a reverse effect and the whale drowned. <laughs> <laughs> or he just starts freaking out because he doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> Real for initiative. 
Unless, unless this is some like DM says, don't worry about it thing. Let's put it this way. I was prepared for you guys to not have water breathing, but if you think it's cool enough. I mean, <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah, you don't have water breathing, you're all dead. Well, that was not what I had prepared. Let's get a I mean, it would, it would, it's a good thing I have a backup prepared. It would Screw make God, a lot of do sense. what you want. I also only have three second level spells. So, you know. I mean, I don't want to ruin your moment by being like, nah. But at the same time, like, you guys aren't all just going to die in the next moment. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to make it. <laughs> oh, that's reassuring. So, I, like, you're probably it's like, been, like, hold on, I got a spell. Wait, hold on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The water comes rushing in. I only need one minute. Oh my god. It's <laughs> happening now. We're going now. And that's what happens. Like you <laughs> start to mention that you have this spell and the water comes in. And it does. It just comes in with a rush. And you try hard to, you know, to fight against it. And for the most part you succeed, although at some point in time you guys are all pretty much laying on the moist tongue of the large <laughs> whale. <laughs> I can't not laugh uh, at that. Uh, and the water fills up. You know, there's that, that moment where it goes up over and you realize that you have to just take that breath and go in the water. And you do. Uh, but very quickly, the water stabilizes and you're able to kind of move forward. And the whale actually even kind of, uh, you know, flexes its muscles and pushes water forward and shoots you guys out in front of the whale. And this is all super awkward and super scary because you guys know uh, that you're too far under. You're so far underwater that you shouldn't be able to see any light. So this whale shoots semen out of his mouth. Um, Stop. Well, <laughs> only one of them. Stop uh, slut shaming, Brad. <laughs> slut shaming a whale? Hey, Come hey, on. Hey, this is my creature. <laughs> so there's a moment where you guys all kind of flinch, uh, flinch and 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 you know, you close your eyes, let all this happen, and you feel that floatiness where you're just in there in the water, and you all open your eyes, and in front of you. And with almost a dull glow around it that you can see, it creates enough light that uh, even without dark vision, you could see. But there is a castle sitting right here, made 100% out of coral. Yes! Multicolored, deep coral. You can even see the sea creatures that are living amongst the coral around it. But this is very obviously a sizable castle. Sorry, sorry, Disney. Please don't sue us. Bradley uh, is very happy there's a water temple. <laughs> so you do see that kind of the front door. You see a doorway. There obviously are no longer doors there, but that is the only place that you see that there looks like an entrance around it. Um, you know, you, you see that uh, essentially this thing exists in like there are four towers that are kind of domed together in the middle where these towers go up a little taller, um, but the main portion of you don't know if this would be considered a keep or not, because it's not open, but at the same time, it does have some of our open area in the middle once you get in there, it looks like. But you only see the one way in. Um, So it's probably, like, impossible to talk. But, like, Roddy, like, grabs a dagger out of his, like, belt, puts it in his mouth, like that real, like, uh, underwater marauder mm -hmm. style, which is a feat I've had since level one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and just, like, starts swimming for the door, like, motions for the other three, like, yeah, like that's where we're going. And it's not far away. You guys have to really look up at the castle. So it's not difficult to swim if everybody wants to swim into it. So what happens mm -hmm. as you swim into through the doorway? You very quickly realize what has happened here. There's just a room, and as you look up, you can see surface of water. This is essentially like a sump. 
So there used to be doors here that would open and then you would swim in. And then as you go up about 15 feet, you see water surface. So the, like that real Nam style where like, just like barely the head crest mm -hmm. the water. And then like you see the eyes and like the dagger in Roddy's mouth and he just kind of looks around. And that's what you see, you know, you, so you're in a fairly small room because it doesn't narrow as you go. There's kind of a little bit of a shaft there. Um, and you're just in a little pool of water. Off to the side, you see there are kind of steps that you can swim up and go around. There actually is just a doorway just slightly above the water level off to the other side mm -hmm. uh, where you could literally just jump in or climb up out of or you could kind of go over these steps. And there is a, there's a room there. You can see you can see that there's rooms off to the side. Like, Roddy climbs up to his steps and in one hand he's got his shield up now, but like he reaches like behind him to like to help the next person up mm -hmm. out of the water. <laughs> and you can breathe here just fine. The air seems... It, tastes stale and it has a weird smell that you can't quite place but it seems to be perfectly breathable Silvers rather likes this place this is old mm -hmm. but be on your guard just because we're supposed to be here doesn't mean we're alone yeah and uh, Jean uh, pulls out his bow for readying for that so you guys all make your way up out of the water, and you still have to kind of catch your breath a little bit, um, especially those who weren't maybe as good of a swimmer. But by no means were you about ready to die. But as you get up there, you know, you take a moment, and you guys kind of move into the main room off to the side here. And a couple of things become fairly readily apparent. As much as there is no water in this room now, you've come up out of that sump, you look around and you realize that this was all underwater for some time. You can just see the wear uh, on the walls. You can see the staining. You know that this was all underwater, possibly till recently. Roddy, you feel fairly certain of that, but you don't know why. If you look forward, you'll see a door that goes deeper in, and this is a, an extremely ornate door that even Roddy, even without any arcane knowledge, you see the arcane writing around it. That door has a lot of magical stuff happening that maybe you'll need to figure out in, in a moment of, of what you got to do to get through it. But other than that, you're in a very large room and you guys kind of just, you know, make your way in very cautiously. Um, there is a little nook tucked around the side. Roddy, you notice that over there. Uh, you notice there's actually like barnacles and stuff that have been on the side. Some of them now uh, have been dry long enough that they've, they've died off. There's a lot of seaweed and debris and maybe even some small skeletons. Uh, but as you turn to look that way with your dark vision, um, you see that there is very clearly some stuff that has been gathered there. And at the moment that it occurs to you that that's probably a nest of some sort, a couple of reptilian creatures kind of pop their head up and yawn and look at you in surprise. And then we'll roll initiative. Don't worry, there's going to be guardians, but we just talked to it. Oh, fuck! <laughs> Should be a 21 for Roddy. 18 for Silvas. 28. The reptilian creatures will go on 23. Yeah, for the listeners at home, Jean got a 32. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I believe Jean Bach goes first. Oh, boy. Surprise, the duelist has a quick reaction time. You, you don't say. <laughs> um, but interestingly enough, uh, there's... John has uh, two allies in the way, so he needs to step around that corner. Yeah, we're going to, just for the sake of making the combat a little easier, we're going to say they jetted out to here. Because if not, we're just going to bomb them. Oh, cool, cool. They get free movements. Nice, Rich. Well, you guys can be out in the room if you want. I'll take that. I'll take that deal. Okay. 
Yes. Something like there that. There we go. Yeah. So that way, I don't, right. that way right. I don't need to spend a move action moving around my buddy hey. so that the enemies don't get H covered. Handshake, fair. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, since we're just standing here, I'm going to use a ranger's ability known as hunted target. So I'm going to make her, well, hunted prey. Sorry. So the my hunted prey will be the first enemy on our, that will be our character's right. Okay, you right here? Yep. And they sure. look fairly identical. One of them looks slightly larger than the others. And uh, as uh, a ranger, you might immediately think that this is probably a mated pair. Yeah. Um, so, therefore, I'm also going to be using that I have Monster Hunter as I am an outwit ranger. Um, could you give me what kind of check I need to make to get information about these creatures? This will be nature. And that should be a... 31. <laughs> so you've seen drakes before. Oh. You just, you just never knew there oh. were sea drakes. But okay. you look at it and you say, well, if there was a sea drake, yeah, that'd be it. That's that's it. Okay. So you see a sea drake. Yes, I do. Sea sea drake. You, you also know that they are probably immune to cold, especially living this deep. And uh, you, you think other than that, they're just fairly, fairly nasty. You also think that, you know, many drakes, whatever their elements are, they have attacks they're associated with it, so it wouldn't be uh, difficult to assume that they have some sort of an attack that does cold damage. This John Bart calls out, these these appear to be uh, drakes, probably of a sea variant. They are going to attack with cold. Uh, prepare yourselves for such attacks. And now everyone in the party who is within a radius of me, it should be like, no, they don't list it here, but I believe it does have a radius, but we are close enough, gets a plus one circumstance bonus to your next attack rolls against that Yeah! Party. Tarnock hearing that these are sea drakes absolutely raises one eyebrow. Looks oddly like, what? Also, you guys get a plus one circumstance bonus to your saving throws and AC against that next creature's attack. Ooh. Can you keep this character and get rid of <laughs> Is that Does that count for both of them since you Just identified the Just only the, the one type? that I have identified. I, okay. put the, I put the die on him to mark okay. him. It only accounts against my hunted prey. So a hunter prey is an individual creature, not a species or anything. That's All right, is that pretty that's great. Your three actions in? Uh, no, that was one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you get the that's free. You get the free knowledge check with that. Um, I believe it's a so hunted prey. You get a plus and six monster hunter. Uh, you swiftly uh, play and play with you know as a part of the action you need to hunt your prey you can attempt a recall knowledge about your prey oh wow so yeah you do get and then free... monster warden is you understand how to defend yourself when you get the bonuses from monster hunter mm. monster warden's a bonus so yeah so okay. you just marked him as your target and got all that free that is it. hot that's yep. hot all right well that gives you two actions left yep. so <laughs> uh, then i'm going to do a hunted shot on said target okay so I have a ranged weapon with zero reload. I take two sh quick shots against the one target that you hunt. Make two strikes against your prey with the required weapon. If you hit both, creature takes their damage as the purpose and resistance of weaknesses of one attack. Apply your multi-die attack penalty to each strike normally. All right, roll that dice. Let's see what you got. Uh, let's see here. So that should be a first one is a 23. And the second one is a 31. The 31 hits. Okay. That is nine points of piercing damage. Uh, that seems to work just fine. So, so help me understand, Gavin, because I, I don't, I don't know this class. So, like, you attack twice. Yes. Does the attack modifier, like the negative, apply to either of those? 
Um, so both of them are considered a I have made a one strike, okay. but afterwards I take the penalties as if I fired twice. So okay. You, so you I am no, no penalty on the first one, but if you had another action to follow it up with, then that one is the, the third shot. So my third minus. action on this turn, if I wanted to, I could f fire another shot, but it'd be, but at, it'd be at a minus 10. I think I got that wrong in Plaguestone. <laughs> well, yeah. not everything does it that way, but some of them do. Okay. It, it, the, it depends on how the power is worded. Because some of them, you apply the multi-attack penalty to the attack, yeah. but there's a number of them where you get the two at the full, and then when you make the, what would be the third one, it counts as the third one. I'm running Follow Plaguestone for our other little group, and I think I cuck somebody on that. <laughs> somebody being me. Yeah. Um, so was that just a one-action attack? Never apologize. Yes, that was a one-action, but it was flourish, so I can't do that He'll again. He'll be back. And my next attack would be at a minus 10, but I'm not going to take that. All right. Uh, anything for your third action, or are you just going to... Um, that will be the end of my turn. Okay. Uh, who goes next? Uh, it should go to uh, Tarmac. I'm not Pavement. His name is Tarnock. <laughs> Dang it, he noticed. I was hoping. <laughs> no, your place trash. <laughs> oh, I'm going to electrocute you <laughs> to death. No, uh, so Tarnock will uh, raise his hand, uh, mutter a, a prayer to Nerio. And fire uh, a charged javelin at the one there that I get the the plus one. This bonus. is on the marked one. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, so that would be a uh, that would be a twenty nine. Twenty nine hits. There we go. Excellent. There we go. Okay, so I'm doing Ooh, good numbers. Uh, that would be sixteen lightning damage. It will be taking four lightning damage persistent on its turn. Okay. And all that seemed to work just fine. And it gets better. <laughs> oh, geez. Just wait. Just wait. As long as the target is taking persistent damage from this spell, creatures gain a plus one status bonus to attack rolls with metal weapons. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> or electricity effects against the target, and the target takes a minus one status penalty to saves against electricity effects. That's pretty hot. That is. Can you guys the, keep your characters? <laughs> I was gonna say you guys are so much more effective as these characters. Focus spells, baby. Uh, so for my next action, <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, that's right. Like getting to know a new character and all the like little actions you can do. Getting to know you. Getting to know <laughs> all the about actions you. about you. That was bad. You should feel bad. Yeah, I just want the listeners at home who won't realize this, but I have had to print off a separate sheet just for the amount of crap Jean Bart has, and I want to have the rules right here without having to stop and look it up. Why did stuff. you do that for your real characters? <laughs> because they give you the little they give you the little spell list, and I was like, oh, that's so nice. And then it's just like I realized very early on, wow, this is pointless. So I'm doing that with the shearing as well. Because he because he hates the shearing as much as we all do. No, yeah. I'm, kidding. Ooh, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. See, uh, for my last I'm a action, as well as on the podcast. Uh, I will use something called Sacred Defense. I can make a DC 30 religion check and gain temp HP if I succeed. Interesting. I succeed. Oh, that that's... is a 30, uh, 32. Nice. You rolled so, well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I gain five temporary hit points for a minute. Nice. All right. Is that your three actions? The end. Who goes next? That's all I got. It goes to Roddy. Roddy, go for it. You this is what it feels like to be in a good party for once. 
All these like new advanced player shit. I'm like, man, my fighter ain't crap anymore. Like <laughs> this dude is mostly core. Uh, yeah, same here, man. So like, Roddy like walks in the room like thinking like, all right, we got I gotta talk to the guardian. We gotta do some bullshit to get through the door. It's fine, based off like the his dinosaur adventure. So like, these drakes come out, start hissing, and like, Roddy's caught a little off guard because they like they look like they're gonna attack. The you know the the bowmen start shooting the orcs or the the orcs start shooting lightning and shit. <laughs> He's like, "All right, this is happening." <laughs> <laughs> so like you know normally Quickstab goes first, but he's a little cough guard. But Roddy is going to five foot take like a five foot hop in front of the. What are you a sorcerer? I'm a druid. Druid, yeah. And hot. <laughs> Was so, that not obvious? Yeah. <laughs> He's got a living tree branch. I don't know this shit. <laughs> you stupid, simple bitch. I'm a, I'm a fighter. I, I was meant to lead, not to read. <laughs> I was elected to be Aquaman, not learn your character. <laughs> we'll say it's in character. You don't know if I'm a sorcerer or not. Yeah, yeah I don't know. We can like, work sorcerer with his foul magics. I don't know what an effective spellcaster looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gonna learn today. All I know is he's an orc, so it's black magic. <laughs> so he'll like like slide in front, like and put the like because this is what he does. He puts himself between the monsters and the spellcasters, uh, and then we're gonna make a lunge attack. I believe you'll be getting plus two in total. Yeah. So this is oh um, do I do you give me a plus two attack? I give you a plus one to attack against my hunted prey. And which, which is that one. So this and is a... It's a metal weapon, so you get a plus one. This is the, a 24. Miss. Yeah, I rolled a four. Jesus. Well, good news. That plus one status bonus for the metal weapons lasts mm -hmm. as long as it's taking persistent damage. So okay. based on how Rich rolls until the end of its next <laughs> turn. All right. Well, uh, so the first one misses, but I think I can just use my... Exacting strike. Yeah, exacting strike. Keep that same plus 20. Exact that motherfucker. So, about 35. 35 is a crit. That'll do. Ooh, there That'll you do. Go. Not rolling a four help. So, Roddy, like, it's screeching and twisting. Roddy kind of misses. Like, has to, like, judge its reaction time. And then he's like, all right, I got it. Stab. Sorry, give me a sec. This is a lot of numbers I got to do. That's 11, 20 plus 14 is 34 plus 10 should be 44 points of damage oh my lord <laughs> ouchie that's, that's my boy yeah i think that's right okay so and then he will be taking no take 10 off no never mind never mind never mind i remember how to do it the persistence going to be 10 fire damage on his turn is how that works okay so he's got the four persistent electrical and uh, four persistent fire, or sorry, ten persistent. Yeah, fire. he'll he'll catch flame. Okay. Uh, this poor thing has just been tased and set on so fire. So he, he hasn't taken the ten yet. You got uh, an extra action. Uh, that's three. Because okay. I I moved in stat twice. That's right. So. Okay. Who's next? Uh, it goes to the baddies. All right. The they did not like that. The one is hissing and snarling and recoiling. Mm -hmm. um, but as it does, it kind of pulls its head back. And you, you think that maybe it's getting ready to throw up. Like, it looks like it's getting ready to vomit. Mm -mm, and then mm -mm, it mm -mm. does. No. But you realize at the last second that that wasn't like a reaction. That was intentional. And he was aiming. Mm -hmm. So this blob of blue goo comes out of his mouth. 
and it's almost it really is like a, a cohesive blob and it lands into the floor near you guys and almost erupts and suddenly you guys are all very very cold so cold so cold in here and let's see what that cold damage is so it'll be reflex saves by the way is that all of us yep it gets you all yep What'd you roll? I don't know. That was a three. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it'll be a 17. Oh, 27. 30. 20, 27 makes it. 30 oh, makes it. 17 also a 30. Fails. <laughs> hey. Uh, so we got one fail and three makes it. So uh, if you fail, you take 21 damage. If you make it, you take 10. Actually, I have evasion. So. Ah, evasion. Oh, so good. <laughs> so, nice. so good. 21, was it? Uh, yes. Okay. 21 cold damage. So, like, Roddy dodges a little bit. Um, the bowman dodges all of it, and then, like, we both dive out of the way, and the poor druid just takes it to the face. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, by the way, uh, Tarnak uh, will be taking four points, or, or, sorry, five points of persistent cold damage. Oh, oh, oh no. Shit. It's, is that what this is like? <laughs> I'm taking persistent damage? <laughs> I mean, not yet, but has, I will. has anyone of us ever taken persistent damage? I don't know if we have. No, I don't think I don't, so. Not I, that I can recall. I think this is the first time a player has taken persistent damage on might, TAV. Might be. The DM's learning. I don't like it. <laughs> He's evolving. <laughs> uh, and right after he does that, he does this uh, maximum where it looks like he's going to recoil again. And when again, at the last second, you realize that he wasn't moving back. He's positioning to where he can whip his tail around and strike at Roddy. I whip my tail. Wow, that's a big number. Oh, boy. That is a big number. So that makes that a 36. <laughs> Don't forget, you get a bonus to your AC. Uh, yeah. Monster Warden. So uh, my currently, it's uh, my AC is 26. I'm going to raise a shield just so it's not a crit. Okay. So this is just a regular attack. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. That, oh, boy. That is 29 damage. Just another day for Roddy. Just another. Another day on that cross. There's no cleric here to save you this time. Just another day on that cross, dying for the sins of this podcast. And just as you uh, you take that strike from the tail, you look over in time to see the other one vomit. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't a, get the bonus on this one. A blob of yeah, blue. I know. Oh, boy. So everybody make those reflex saves again. Jesus H. Christ. Okay. Well, I rolled a two on that one, so that's only a... Oh, God damn it. It's only a 16. 25. Is it worth it? What's your reflex save? It's a plus 14. I mean, like, here's the, that's only one lower than me. Yeah. Like, so. So 25 will make it. I got a 28. 28 makes it. 24. 20, I'm going to cash a hero point in. 24 makes it. No, Ooh. no, wait, I'm sorry. 24 fails it. No. It is DC 25. Ooh. 28. 28 uh, makes I it. officially cashed in my hero point. All right. So that's 19 if you fail it and 9 if you make it. Uh, everybody, did any, anybody fail it at that point? Did you fail it? Uh, you said I failed. Okay, just, uh, sorry. So you will be taking three persistent cold damage. Does evasion give you half on a make or a miss? Um, no, it's if you get a success, treat it as a crit success. Okay. But failures and crit failures, it's the same. I think there is still a pr- improved evasion. Yeah, though. you can get improved invasion, which so, does that. Yeah, I'll do, I'm not done. No, I'm not done. I'll do the persistent at the end. Okay. Um, this one, however... I mean, Roddy's who he's got, so here comes that tail from the other one. That's a little less, though, so that is only a 27 to hit. Um, actually, with my shield raise, that's a miss. Okay. Hey. 
So uh, the tail kind of clanks off of your shield. That misses by one, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, well, I so I have with my shield raised, it's a twenty-eight AC. Yeah. Oh wait, hold on. Clutch. What was it? Uh, that was a twenty-seven to hit. You remember, you don't have my bonus against this guy's attack because it's the second one. Ah, that hits. Oh no! So that, it does hit. It does hit. Yeah, oh, it yeah. just hits. Because this is the one that is not marked. Because yeah, okay. so like with my shield raised to that guy, it's a twenty-seven AC. Yeah. All right. So that is a little less damage though too. Uh, 22 damage. Jesus Christ. Good boy. And then they get to roll for persistent. Or it's just the one, actually, but he has He takes a flat four. Um, Yeah, he takes the persistent. He takes it no matter what, but he gets to roll against it. So my 10 is four. So this is the four. Makes it. This is your 10. Fails it. What did I tell you? He would... He would... Get rid of that plus one status bonus bullshit. Now is it like is it any? Um, no, it's just the persistent. Spell. Okay. Well, any like if he's taking the electrical persistent from that spell. Okay, yeah. so your fire the, doesn't count. The effect counts while he's taking the persistent electricity. Okay, damage. so it's got to be electricity. Okay. Just curious just if that was a combo. Yeah, it's like part of the. It's part of the that focus spell itself. So. And then my bad guys hiss and recoil some more. And who's next? Goes to the rat folk monstrosity. <laughs> Sarati already looks like he's got beaten the fuck out. All right. I'll remind you, I am not a cleric. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Father Becca. I just just saying. Like, if you can't last another round of standing, not if not. I just took seventy damage. Oh boy. I know what I'm doing. My um, turn. Jean Bart doesn't believe that they can uh, vomit blobs every turn. Neat. <laughs> that was. <laughs> well, they can't do Thank that. Thank God for that. That, that shit. might change what I do on my turn. But you said that you. The tail slap was doing way more do. than the vomiting. <laughs> I'm not worried about the vomiting. They can vomit all day. I'll make that reflex save. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Fucking crit me with tail slaps is what did 70 damage. I'm more of a between <laughs> combats healer. So I'm gonna run up the wall so I can get out of the uh, area of effect range and try to split up some more. Okay. Down there would be about right. Right there? Uh, and then the one with the... Uh, the This is the one with the hunter's trade stuff against yeah. them. Now, you're, you're going to be on the wall, right? Yes. Yeah. I am yeah. on the wall, yeah. So if he does another blob, I am out of that shit. Just like... uh, and then he needs to make... That's why it makes his mini equal height. <laughs> I'm sure it's a terrible decision, but he needs to make a fortitude save. All right. The um, odds, that's their best save. 26. Yep. That sounds about Barely right. made it. Uh, uh. What uh, What were you doing? Uh, I was casting Grim Tendrils at him. Oh, my God. So you see this, That's like, shadowy boy. tendrils come out and... and, and yes. <laughs> somewhere somewhere out there in the world, a Shirian is just like, I feel, I feel someone out there is... Do you have that spell? Uh, no, but that's that's the Shirian style. Uh. I, for a long time, I contemplated getting Grim Tendrils. So you're only going to take five points of damage. Got it. What else you got? That's it. So the rat folk runs up in the wall, does a little damage, and then we go to... Goes through jean Um, So seeing that Roddy is jacked up here... Um, mostly dead. Mostly dead. Mostly. Um, <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't trust the orc. <laughs> I see we're drawing the lines already. <laughs> the freaks 
and the orc and the uh, rat folk. Ha! See what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> I hears. One of the good ones. Dirty dandelion eaters. Like That's the, our word. <laughs> all that is very much out of character, which you may find. It it takes an interact <laughs> action to grab something off of a, um, say, a, a bondolier and hand it to someone else, correct? Uh, especially if you're going to hand it to somebody else. I'll let you do that in one action. So um, he's going to pull a moderate healing potion and hand that to Roddy. On your turn, you can you yeah. can grab that. Okay. Because you could even do that as your last action to make life yeah. easy. But... There we go. So we'll give him one of those. And um, I can't do Hunted Prey more than once unless I want to switch targets, but I will make a um, Hunted Shot again on the one I had targeted previously. Okay. Those are some good numbers. There's a 31 and a 29. They both hit. Nah, there we go. There we go. Eleven plus eleven, so that's twenty-two points of damage. Piercing. And then that leaves me with one action, which I'm going to use to do absolutely jack all. And this one slinks down uh, to the floor. Yeah. Ooh. Fuck that guy. Dirty, dirty Drake. <laughs> uh, do you have? Uh... Is that just two actions? Do you have a third one? Uh, that was me using two actions, but uh, that's that's it. I'll just uh, I, we could say that third action was me communicating to Roddy that I'm going to hand him a potion. Okay, and then who's next? Uh, it goes to um, Mr. Asphalt Tarmac over there. All right, <laughs> so let's let's break out the fourth level heal spell. <laughs> oh yes, yes, Orc Daddy. Yeah. All right. This is going to be what forty-eight plus. 32. Does it come out like force lightning so it scares him but then it heals him? (laughs) Yes. How would a a, storm druid heal? Playing operation? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I touched the sides. Now you're dead. (laughs) It is one of the new feats. What is that? Dangerous surgery or whatever it is? Risky surgery. Let's not get into that because it it might come up. (laughs) Oh, hold on. Oh, shit. Might, right. come up, might come up for a couple of characters, apparently. 22 plus 32 is 55 Jeez. points of healing. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love you. I love it. <laughs> for my last action, uh, let's go ahead and cast Guidance on uh, Roddy. Okay. That's what, a plus one to... Plus one to your next attack roll, perception check, saving throw, or a skill check. All right, who's next? Uh, so it goes to Roddy. So Roddy like, look, like feels a lot better. Looks at the potion. Um, just just keep it. It's good to have on you. Yeah, but it's like if I take it, then I have to like spend an action to stow it, right? Um. Uh. Well, yeah, you need to action to stow it or chug it. Either one. Uh. That's two actions. No, it'll be one either way because you don't. You can just drop it after you chug it. Okay. Fuck it. I'll uh. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll use an action to, to chug it. What is that? 2D... That is 3D8 plus 10. A moderate? 
Yes. Because they have minor, lesser, and then moderate. Yeah, that's a good one. Shit, yeah, moderate man. is the sixth level one. You can spend an action to stow it if you'd like. healed him too much. Yeah. Just one action. We have too much one healing. Act, I need to get that one right because I have six of them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, yeah, right. Right. Will still. Oh, thank God, someone thought to buy fucking potions. I, <laughs> I. They tell people tell me about starting gold, and I'm like, just what? go to town on like magic. I, I never think of fucking. Potions. Well, like Hatham would not buy potions. He's not playing. True. Either, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so Ronnie will take that lovely potion, stow it. He's gonna have to like slide over five feet to the right, um, um, just to so he can get lunge distance. Uh, and we're gonna make an attack. Uh, and this is only. Let's see, we're still clustered together. If that thing can throw another glob out us. Yeah. What do you, what do you mean, we, white man? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, I guess that's true. Um, so Ronnie will like, up on the wall. Ronnie will run off to the side, then like kind of break up that group. Uh, still get within lunge distance and go for it. Um, so this is a plus 19 because of guidance. Ah, goddamn. Goddamn, 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 goddamn. Um, yeah, we're going to burn a hero point. All right. Reroll that nat too. That oh, just, boy. Because I, oh my God. Um, <laughs> better. 24. I think still misses. Some though. miss, though. Yeah. Two and a half times better. Fuck my I life. You had a plus one for some reason. Uh, I got a plus one guidance. So my 18 was a 19 there. Um, still rolled a five. Says because mm. this is the Roddy adventure is getting off to a great fucking start. Good news, you're immune to that spell for an hour. Uh, well. So but you're, uh, I'm was... done. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. All right, who goes after Roddy? Goes to the baddie. Um, hmm, interesting. He will. He's actually going to move up, but he will take an attack on. He'll do one on Roddy and one on, uh, I believe this is Tarnak over here, correct? That me. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> yeah, here, that's me. here's the first one on Roddy. That's going to be a 30 to get you. Yeah, that'll hit. And then the second one on Tarnak is going to be 25. That'll hit. All right, so. Narrow hit, but... Uh, Roddy take 23. Tarnak take 24. Here you go, Roddy. You need to take the Senso Bean. <laughs> I always need I need a Senso Bean every goddamn round. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this one squeals and hisses even more. And then who's next? It goes to Silva. All right, so we're kind of like crustered in like a half moon around the the Drake, and then I'm up on the wall. A crescent, if you will. A crescent, yes. A crescent. Uh, I'm gonna give the crescent rat's revenge. Roddy, I'm gonna cast <laughs> forbidding ward between him and the other, the one enemy left. It's everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> so you will, you will get a plus two to your AC against. Him. Oh my god, and so hot. Uh, that's also against plus two to armor class, saving throws against the enemy's attack, spells, and other effects. Wait, it's plus two? Yeah. Heightened, I'm assuming? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Because I know the base is a plus one, but I'm fairly certain you can heighten that spell. And then I'll just throw shield. Up. And that's my turn. This is a much better support party for Roddy than <laughs> the actual party. Well, it's almost <laughs> like if you're tanking all the damage, we should put everything we can into keeping you alive. Well, and we didn't... Thank you! We didn't know... When we first, when we made the main party, that you would be the meat shield. Who else would it have been? It's the fighter. They're always going to be the meat shield. But well, we didn't know how much damage you'd be taking, 
at that's, a constant rate. That's fair. That's well, the, fair. The, there's a difference between normal uh, DMing and then there's Richard DMing, which you got to <laughs> just take the damage numbers and, and multiply it by three. And can I say, like, I know people might be thinking, like, okay, well, like, Riot's like a wearing leather. Like, maybe he could wear better armor. No. Like, okay. I ran the numbers. I, even with plate. Well, you're a dex-based fighter. Yeah. Like, that makes sense that light armor would be better. The, well, that's part of this addition is that, it, assuming you look at it correctly, it's hard to maximize with armor. They pretty much all work out to be about the same, assuming you're using your dex bonus. Yeah, there really isn't a way for me to get my AC up any more than it is right now. Because what's your standard AC no shield? 20, uh, 25. Yeah, because you don't have much more than my caster. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it's hard to... It, those numbers don't change a lot. Yeah. Uh, who does go after, um, sorry, after Rat Folk over here? It goes to Jean, who is once again going to use his hunted prey on the next one. The only one left? Yep, so I will, to activate Monster Hunter and Monster Warden, I have to make another um, nature check, as it would be. Which that is, in fact, going to be a, where's my nature? It's going to be a 30 again. Um, you don't get much more out of it, but you're pretty certain this one is slightly larger. This was the female, mm. and she looks very unhappy. I would assume so, considering <laughs> what we have just done. All right, so once again, everyone get the plus one circumstance bonus to their uh, attack roll, and get the um, plus one to their circumstance bonus to their AC and saving throws. Oh my god, yes. Uh, wait, so uh, your thing, what kind of bonus type was that? Uh, the, uh, the javelin? Yeah. No, the uh, the bonus you were... Uh, no, Adam, the bonus you're giving... Is it status or circumstance? The plus two to AC. You ward an ally against... You ward an ally against attacks and hostile spells from the target enemy. What plus is one it? status bonus. There that you go. Funny. And what are you giving out? Excuse circumstance. Me, oh! Hell yeah. <laughs> That's hot. <laughs> All right, Jean so, Barry, you got how we made an oddly synergistic yep. party without <laughs> talking about it at As I all. say, I don't think anybody talked to anybody about what their characters were other than that we all knew what Roddy was. I'm getting, like, uh, I believe a plus three to AC, plus three to saves right now. Yeah. Shit. Can I say? I wrote 29 down, but I'm not totally sure why. Okay, so Jean Barry is going to pass behind the um, orc priest and move up towards that wall uh, there where, near where that exit is. Um, just so that way we're spaced out a little better. Uh, but he can still easily do a hunted shot from there. Okay. Tell which you. is what I'm going to do. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that one's definitely going to miss. But, um... Uh, hmm? The chance is the one landing on top of the other. I don't know, uh, evidently. I've seen uh, it. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a 26 to hit. That hits. And the other one we're not going to talk about. Uh, that's going to be 11 points of piercing damage. Got it. And who goes next? Goes to uh, Tarnak. Tarnak, what do you got? All right, so I gain a plus one attack to uh, to that fellow there, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, well, so Tarnak uh, will cast Hydraulic Push for two actions. Nice. Nice. Uh, so I'll be making a rain spell attack roll. <sighs> Oh man, you don't. Fuck. You done burnt it. Well, so that's like a 18. 19 with the plus one. That's a miss. Yeah. Well, I still get to do the other. It like, it, you know, Wait, you gotta on. push the water through and it definitely dodges out of the way as though it were comfortable in water. So uh, I will use a feat that I took actually from the advanced player's guide, one of the few I did. Current spell. Uh, so 
as he conjures that that water up from the is this like a stone surface or yeah like, it, this is all stone almost almost somewhere between stone and coral but this looks more stone so the the water and moisture starts seeping out from the from the stone and the water and there's a, a rush of water where that thing is and it dodges out of the way uh, but some of that water you see like trickle up onto uh, Tarnok's armor and I get a plus one circumstance bonus to AC or two against ranged attacks. Nice. So cool. All right, that's your three actions. Uh, that is all three. Next is... Goes to Roddy. Uh, how does it feel to be a god? Uh, <laughs> listen, I'm always good as people behind me, man. <laughs> and for once, the people behind me are really good at that. <laughs> Title of your sex name. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like, this thing is hissing, and, like, there's arrows flying at it, and, like, you know, water pushing, and it's it's having to dodge all these ranged attacks, which is, like, new, because, like, we never hardly have ranged attacks. So, Roddy's like, yeah. ah, yes, support fire. <laughs> Covering fire. <laughs> Covering fire, yeah, yeah. And he, like, but he's, like, he feels jacked from, like, all these, like, buffs he's getting from these allies. So, he's like, let's put this to rest. Uh, that is a, I believe, somebody's giving me a plus one to attack, right? I think so. Me. Me, okay. You. you. Just me. <laughs> I mean, I believe you're giving yourself I, like a plus this, 18. This is all for me. <laughs> to say mine's a plus two to saving throws. Uh, that's a 33. Uh, 33 is a hit. All right. Not a crit. Are you flanking with the, uh, the... <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't think he's got Because he's elevated. All right, uh, 11, 11 plus 5 is 16, 16 plus 7 is 23 points of damage. Ooh, there you go. Um, and he gets to use his reaction. Oh, does he? Since you hit him with a strike. Or All whatever, right. I guess it is. Oh, you got some bullshit him. where he just hurts me. Nice. Retaliatory oh, strike. If a creature within reach hits the drake's tail, successfully damages the uh, with the strike. Uh, or sorry, yeah. So if you hit it successfully with the strike, and he gets to use a tail attack against you. So the tail attack comes around. Um... That's a 34 to hit. It's wild witnessing uh, it in yeah, real I mean, time. Isn't that'll it? hit no matter what yeah. I do. That's a whole lot of uh, that's a whole lot of dice. Many of them. Yeah, people. I rolled really low on the the damage. No, it's still be 40 points of damage. That's weird. <laughs> uh, it's actually only 19 damage. Mm-hmm. And then go on with your turn. Roddy also has retaliatory strike, and will trigger off your retaliatory strike. Two of them just go back and forth. Kind of dueling bullshit is this? <laughs> Second attack. This is only a... Yeah, what kind of Magic the Gathering fuckery is this? <laughs> Plus yeah. 14. Now that'll miss. Uh, and then for Giggles, we'll raise shield. Okay. And who goes next? It goes to the baddie. All right. Going to use Draconic Flurry. I did not make this up. Why would I believe that lie over all the others? <laughs> I make... Uh, See two fang strikes and a tail strike in any order. Fang strikes. Oh, look at that! Three and a four. Huh. Rolled a three and a four right there for you. So those will both miss. Tail strike. Nat twenty right there. Here we go. Like he like trigger like the weaker attacks with the the button or whatever, so they miss <laughs> to make sure that the good one crits. It's got a remote under there. Man, that was good damage. I saw. Well. See a 12 on a Seven. D12, so. Yeah. And 11. 78 points of damage. Jesus oh, weird. You're unconscious. God. Uh, 56 points of damage. Holy oh, shit. God. 
Oh, weird. You're unconscious? Um, 50... How much was it? 56. <sighs> yeah, that'll crack that shield right in half. Oh, yeah, I'm unconscious. Oh, boy. Shit. God uh, that, damn it. So, should we prioritize healing or killing this thing at this point? I could do... I could try either. I already blew the big heal. <laughs> I have... I have other heals, but... So it has an action left, because that last one is just a two-action attack, and it uses its speed surge, which means it can move three times its speed. Jesus Christ. Yep. Three times a day, he can do this as a one-action move, and he's heading this way. If anybody has an opportunity to attack, there's two people, I believe, who could make one. And Roddy's down. That requires an attack of opportunity. And then dives in the water and swims away. Huh. I fucking hate you sometimes. <laughs> Could we consider ourselves out of combat? You now? are out of combat. I will scurry down to Roddy and uh, attempt to treat his wounds. Uh, I'd like to make uh, crafting checks to uh, recover arrows from the uh, dead monster. Is that a thing? I don't I, freaking know. I, it's, just I don't. The, it's just the annoying thing everyone did in Pathfinder 1 as an archer. There's a reason why I own 120 arrows. <laughs> no, I think it was just a straight 50% roll. Uh, it was something simple like that, yeah. but yeah. It's whether or not they broke. Mm -hmm. All right, so you guys uh, take a moment to heal Roddy back up. Get him off the floor. Let the Roddy hit the floor. Are we going to roll all the things? Or are we just going to... No, we it? don't need to roll all the things. We can uh, sort that out. And uh, then you guys are presented yourself with a magical door that you need to try to get your way through once you get Roddy back among the living. But we're going to sort that out on the next episode of the Adventures Vault podcast, so... The vodka. The vodka. Is the I, vodka. Can, I can do this all day. Whoopa, it's it's tiring trying to, to kill characters. It is. It's so exhausting. <laughs>